Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Are you looking to wager on all the big games in sports? Well, I have great news for you. Our partners at Bet Online they continue to get it done as the number one betting source for you. NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, we have golf, horse racing, and everything heating up this Major League Baseball season as well. You'll get latest odds, team matchups, and game trends at Bet Online. Just log on today to betonline.ag or use your mobile device to get started. But listen up. Make sure you use our promo code BELIEVE to get started. That's B-L-E-A-V to get your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag or your mobile device. BetOnline. Get started today. BetOnline is where the game starts. You know, it is that time of year in sports where it is all heating up, not just the weather, but the events. We're coming off the NFL draft. We have MLB. We've got the NHL and NBA playoffs. How about Horse Racing's Triple Crown and the PGA Championship, just to name some of the major sporting events we'll see in the next few months and have seen the last several weeks. Every event presents opportunities for inspiration and controversy, as well as new heroes and comeback stories. Ever wonder how to get into sports journalism? Well, I started my career at St. Bonaventure University. I attended their campus long before online degrees were a thing. But with their online Master of Arts in Sports Journalism, you'll learn how to find and talk about the most compelling stories, no matter the sport all from the comfort of home. An advisory committee of journalism school alums shape this innovative program. Courses are taught by experienced professors and include master classes led by industry experts. As an SBU graduate, you join a network of fellow Bonnies, including the New York Post's Mike Baccaro and ESPN's Raina Banks. The online Master of Arts in Sports Journalism builds strong skills and ethical foundations for successful careers. Coursework emphasizes the importance of multimedia reporting and incisive storytelling. Program graduates are prepared to tell stories at the intersection of sports, gender, and race. Take the next step in your sports journalism career by contacting an enrollment advisor at sbujournalism.com. Hey guys, this is Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN, and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter. ML Sports Platter back with you all over the major platforms. And hey, it is Kentucky Derby Saturday, and it's all brought to you once again by our great friends, at Batavia Downs Gaming in Western New York, OTB. Make sure you go to your local OTB and place those bets on the Derby today. And with that, we bring in my good pal, Ryan Hassenauer. Awfully busy time for him, the Director of Marketing at Western OTB and Batavia Downs Gaming. Go get him on Twitter, at RyanH7681. We're going to break down the Derby, some of his bets and picks and all the rest. Ryan, thank you so much for jumping back on the ML Sports Platter with the uh, exclusive sponsorships here at Batavia Downs Gaming and Western OTB, and uh, I'm sure you're pumped up and ready to go and busy as hell, buddy. How are you? It is. Very excited. Thanks for having me on, Mike. We're uh, we're back at it here for another year of the Triple Crown and the Kentucky Derby, and it's going to be a beautiful day. 80 degrees with only 10% chance of rain down there in Louisville, so it's shaping up to be a nice, even playing field for everybody. Yeah, seven years ago, I was there to see Nyquist win it, and uh, we all made it back alive for my bachelor party, so that was nice. Uh, let's, ro- let's roll, you know, just starting here before we dive into the race and some of the picks you've got. Just kind of update some people about, you know, there's a lot of Western New Yorkers and people who like to travel for the Derby. What do you guys have going on uh, on location? I've seen a ton of tweets. I've shared them all uh, as you've seen. But, you know, kind of get into the Derby festivities and what people can kind of look for out there at the gaming, uh, you know, uh, place and, of course, Western OTB. Sure. So, uh, 
you know, you can go ahead and wager uh, at any of your local OTB branches. Get yourself a free program. You can do that at any place uh, that is either an OTB branch or an easy bet. If you want to find the closest one to you, go to westernotb.com. Click on the locations button and you'll find some sort of a place nearby. Whether you're listening out there in central New York or you're, you know, coming more further, further west to Rochester or Buffalo, uh, you can go ahead and find a place to place your wager. You can also do it on BataviaBets.com, which is really easy. It's on your website. Just do it for your phone, your PC, tablet, whatever it might be. But if you're looking for something fun to do, um, you know, definitely coming out to Batavia Downs is the place to be. We've got three parties here. One of them is the Derby Gala, which is sold out. It's been sold out for weeks. But wow. we do have a big lunch special downstairs. It's a half a barbecue chicken meal with $25 in free play and $5 wager on the Derby for just 30 bucks. So it's like eating for free, Mike. And you can enjoy that. Uh, we don't do pre-sale tickets for that. you got to actually buy them when you get here. So if you're coming out to Batavia, you can do that. At all the OTB branches and here at Batavia Downs at the ITW, we're giving away glasses and derby shirts, so you can win those by going to any of those places. I know a lot of the easy bets are doing giveaways with the shirts and with the glasses, uh, but each place kind of varies how they do it, the bars and whatnot. Uh, but it's, it's just going to be a great time. You know, it's, it's a really fun and festive day. Everybody dresses for the nines. I've got my yellow suit. With the, yes. The, yeah, <laughs> with, the, with the red, um, the red yeah. roses and the uh, blue horseshoes. Yeah. So I, I try to dress to impress myself. I love it. I, you already t- took the uh, the next question, so we've cleared the deck on that. I was wondering what uh, my man Ryan H.'s attire was going to be, so we're done with that. Uh, a lot of people high here, obviously, on two horses, right? I mean, you got Tappet Trice in there at the five spot, who is a five to one. He's a Pletcher horse. And then we know another horse that just seems to be so powerful that the, the, the two-year-old of the year uh, a year ago in terms of Forte, uh, another uh, Todd Pletcher horse, that's Ired Ortiz Jr. on that one as a jockey. He's one of the best jockeys in the world, as is really, for that matter, Luis Saez on Tappet. Uh, is that where you're leaning here, these two guys? And by the way, good grief, 22 horses? Can we get, I mean, what, what's next? 50 horses next year? I just feel like there's too many. Well, they got the. They're not a nineteen now. Oh, that's uh, right. You know, of course. Yeah, we had uh, we had the, the three uh, scratch. We had practical move, the ten, the nineteen, and the twenty scratch, and then uh, the nine scratched uh, early on Friday morning. So uh, the uh, the number nine Skinner's out. So the twenty one, twenty two, and twenty three are in, but they're they're only at nineteen horses, unfortunately. But yeah, you know, with all these scratches, they might end up having to have twenty five horses be eligible mm-hmm. and, and because of all these scratches. The last time this happened, I think, was twenty fifteen. They had three or four horses. Scratch. So, uh, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm leaning towards the five and the, and the 15. Both those are really strong horses. Uh, you know, horses that have won their lead-up races, Tapatrice winning the Bluegrass and Forte, of course, winning the Florida Derby. But I got to tell you, Mike, one of the horses I'm really looking at, who had a little bit of a tough trip in his race, is the number eight, Mage. Yeah. Mage is uh, 15 to 1. He's got Javier Castellano on his back. Mm-hmm. And he himself was leading the Florida Derby until he was passed by a length by Forte, and Mage had to expend a lot of energy going five wide at one point to get uh, where he got in that uh, home stretch. He kind of is a bit of a deep closer, kind of sitting around that 12, um, 11 spot in that race and then made his move. And I think Practical Move, who was scratched now, he was one of the early uh, horses that was probably bound to go to the front and kind of push the pace. If we have ourselves slow fractions, Mike, at the beginning of this race, that sets up well for some of these deep closers like Mage and like some of the other horses. So I'm looking to use Mage in all of my exotic bets at 15 to 1. His price might drop a little bit given all the scratches. But uh, you got to use him, I think, in some of your exotic bets because I think he's going to hit the board. Got to tell you, Ryan, I had no idea 
until just, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago, I guess, when I started listening to the Derby prep and the talk and everybody on shows and reading articles and, you know, doing as much as I can to kind of prep for this event every year. And the Japanese horse racing scene has absolutely exploded, man. I mean, are, have you, what do you know about that Japanese scene with the horse training and all the rest? Because I've heard some horse racing experts out there say that that's going to be the new place to go get horses. And even Trump, you know, in about five to eight years, it's going to trump the United States. I find that hard to believe, but that's come really come on the scene here right over there in Asia. Yeah. You know, they've got, um, you know, they got, uh, maybe not necessarily on the Island of Japan, but certainly in, in areas around it where they might be green the horses, they certainly have space. Um, you've got a lot of money, uh, you know, actually they're just about to open up probably the next couple of years, their first casino. There's no casinos in Japan. I don't know if you knew that, but, uh, they're kind of getting more into the gambling scene as a country in terms of, uh, you know, people being able to, uh, you know, wager there inside of the country. Um, and I have no doubt in my mind that it's going to be something that's going to explode. At one point we had when, uh, Lord Miles and uh, Practical Move had scratched the 19 and the 10. They were the first two to scratch. We still had the 20 continue our, and we had 22 Mandarin Hero who had had now faced into the race. Mm-hmm. So at one point before continue our scratch, we were going to have three Japanese horses in this race. Now we're down to two with Jerma Sotagate um, at number 17, and of course Mandarin Hero at 22. Uh, but yeah, I, I think uh, it, it, I don't know if it'll overtake it as quickly as the experts might say, but certainly they're making strides there. All right, so who do who do you have as the, I guess, horse that nobody? I know you you gave me a horse that you like, but is there one even more than the seventeen to one, even way out there that you could say, okay, if I'm going to take my, how about a rich strike type of feel to him, right? Do you have a a horse that is completely not even on the board? Oh, he's got no chance type of a thing. Yeah, I'm going to put a couple bucks on him. Who would you pick? Well, do you remember who was leading the race last year before Rich Strike overtook him? I don't. It was Epicenter, right? It was, Oh, yeah. I thought he was two horses back close to the... You're right. You're right. It was, he was right there. Yep. So Epicenter had Steve Asmussen as his trainer. Yep. And he had Joel Rosario on his back. Oh. And if you're looking for two people that have had some success and did well... Look at number 11, Disarm. Who okay. you got on the back is Joel Rosario. <laughs> yeah. He's asked some training. Yeah, so I think so. the 11 horse. Uh, and again, you know, you take a look at his history there. He came third in the Lexington grade three to two horses that are not even racing in this race. But, you know, sometimes you got to go with the trainer and a jockey that know the track. They've been there before. They're not going to get spooked by a big moment. And, yeah, Disarm would probably have to run the race of his life. But you know what? So did Rich Strike. And Rich Strike did it. So um, keep an eye on the 11. I, I'm going to throw the 11 in some of my bets as well. So if he hits the board at second or third or uh, something like that, that'll be a nice bump up to your exactor trifecta. A couple more for our good buddy Ryan Hassan, our director of marketing for Western OTB and Batavia Downs Gaming. Make sure you get on over there during the summer for all the great horse racing and all the shows in the summertime. It's a great place to be. Uh, the official, um, of course, gaming center of the ML Sports Platter. Um, Ryan, when when people gear up for these derby parties and the betting and everything that goes into it, because a derby is a different animal, as you know. I mean, it's the masters of horse racing. It's the Super Bowl of the sport. Um, do you find that horse racing diehards place a lot of bets early? Do they wait till the last minute? Uh, what's kind of the vibe amongst the crazy horse racing people and the experts and all the rest? How do they go about their day? Do you observe that? Do you talk to people? What do they do? 
Well, you know, it's a lot different, Mike, than let's say you trying to get money down on the Lakers playing against the Warriors, and you say, gosh, you know, the line before the game last night was Warriors minus six and a half, and of course the Warriors won by uh, 25 or whatever it was. So, you know, if you're taking a look at a game like that, when you place a wager, you get it at that value, right? Whereas with parimutuel wagering, with horse racing, it, it ebbs and it flows. You know, if a whole bunch of people bet money on Mage, all of a sudden Mage goes from 15 to 1, maybe down to 10 to 1. It's mm-hmm. not as big of a, of a lead. So I think what a lot of the big horse bettors do is they kind of sprinkle throughout the time, you know, and then maybe right before the race, if they have the ability on an, on an online platform or if they're at some place where they have an SST, you know, a self-service terminal nearby, they might fire a big bet a little bit closer to the time. Because another thing that people do uh, is they'll watch the races beforehand. And I know that uh, NBC is going to be broadcasting live from noon until 7 o'clock with the race. So they're going to show a whole bunch of these lead-up races. They're probably going to miss maybe one or two races because the first race goes off at Churchill, I think, at 10.30 in the morning. Um, so you're going to be able to watch and say, wow, this jockey's hot today. Wow, the stalkers are really doing well. Yeah, you know, the front runners are doing really good. <clears throat> hey, look in the fifth and sixth race. The deep closers ended up catching the pack. So they kind of, you know, handicap the track even and see what's going on on that given day to see how it's it's playing in. So I, I think if you're a true horse ball, if you're somebody who's really trying to, like, analyze it from all angles, you know, it's kind of the same thing where someone's like, oh, you know, when uh, – uh, you know, when Tom Brady plays a game and it's uh, under 45 degrees, he's, you know, 17 and 1 or whatever it is. You know, you're kind of taking a look at a lot of other factors besides just stats and races. You're taking into account the weather, you're taking into account the crowd, you're taking into account, uh, you know, what's happening earlier in the day. So there's certainly a lot of things to, to take a look at throughout the day. Final question Do you remember when you fell in love with horse racing? Do you remember when that was? I, it had to have been, like, after I started working here, because okay. I will be honest with you, I was definitely somebody who liked wagering on things. You know, I was definitely somebody who bet on stuff. But sure. horse racing was very much a mystery to me. Uh, I didn't really know too much about it. And when I started working for OTB and Batavia Downs back in 2007, wow. uh, the first Kentucky Derby for me was the 2008 Kentucky Derby. And I don't know if you remember who won that one. Well, I, that wasn't Barbaro was 06. Who was 08? It was Big Brown. Big Brown, now, that's right. Big Brown was a horse that captured the nation's kind of interest. It was like one of those years where, um, you know, when he won, you know, it was a big deal. And it was it, he won by five lengths. So it was a big win. It was a win where he just kind of really kicked everybody's butt in that race, so to speak. And then, of course, uh, he ended up winning uh, the Preakness Stakes. And then, mm-hmm. unfortunately, on a, on, a, on a tough field with a quarter-inch crack in his hoof. Yeah, the hoof. Yep. Yeah, yep. the hoof yep. in the Battle of Stakes, and he finished that last, of yep. course, in, the, in that race. Yep. So, um, you know, he came back and ended up winning the Haskell at the Monmouth. But I think that watching the, um, the excitement around Big Brown, and again, even though he had that quarter crack in his, in his hoof, he still made a game of it and still tried to go out there to win the, the Belmont Stakes, even though he was obviously not somebody who, who a lot of people thought. He then went off as a 3 10 favorite uh, in that Belmont Stakes, but he wasn't uh, going to win it. Um, I think that was when I fell in love with horse race because I just saw all the pomp and circumstance and all the excitement around it. You know, I'm a guy that enjoys wrestling, so I enjoy when, you know, somebody's music hits and they come out with the fireworks or they come out to interrupt the match and the whole crowd goes crazy. I love it when a big sports moment happens and I get to see the crowd react too. And I think, you know, seeing people react to Big Brown throughout his run, I think that's what really got me to, to the point where I was like, wow, I really do enjoy watching this and betting on this and just being a part of it. So Yeah, I, I tell you, I had 09 in my head for some reason, but yeah, Big Brown. And I remember after that derby race, and I understand it's the case with everybody, 
you have to win the Derby before you can even consider a Triple Crown. I get that, but I I will tell you this. For all the non-winners of my lifetime and when I've gotten into it, I got into horse racing. I mean, I followed the Triple Crown and then some other things from afar. Then I wasn't even into it like close to I am now. Uh, I, I got into it really, really hard when I moved to Albany, obviously, because of Toga. And holy cow, I, I, I don't remember now going back and, and remembering a, a non-Triple Crown winner after the Derby where there were more people going, this is a slam dunk. This horse is unbelievable. And um, he was. It just was a bad break, of course, in the Belmont Stakes. Well, this has been a blast. Obviously, get on over to BataviaDownsGaming.com. Check out everything they have going on. Gaming, dining, live racing, events, and, of course, the hotels. You can book those all year long. They've got the great concerts coming up. And, of course, go visit Western OTB as well. It's uh, horse wagering outlets in Western New York. Public Benefit Corporation owned by 15 counties and two cities in Western New York. And, of course, their partnership with the ML Sports Platter uh, on both ends. So appreciated. And uh, our guy, director of marketing for both, Ryan Hassenauer. Ryan, thanks so much, buddy. Next time I get you for the Preakness, I got to talk a little Bill's draft with you, man. I'm sure you're pretty pumped up about Dalton Kincaid. And I think they stole the Torrance in the second round as well. But uh, uh, really enjoyed this and go Bills too. All right. Thanks so much, Mike. Yeah, very excited about the draft and uh, looking forward to the season there as well. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.